Alrighty, Pilgrims, welcome back to The Pill, another delicious dose of startups for y'all on the docket. Absolutely scrumptious dose this week. <laughs> yum, yum. Starting things off, you'll hear about Zealous Analytics, an advanced data and analytics platform that helps professional sports team achieve success through data-driven decisions and the recent $3.6 million funding round that included participation from Redbird Capital Partners, 35V, Kevin Durant's venture capital firm, and more. Yeah, and Billy Bean from Moneyball. Of course. Then we'll break down Field Pulse, hot off their $21 million Series B led by Fulcrum Equity Partners. This startup helps residential service companies like your local HVAC, plumbing, and electrical businesses better manage their operations and growth through the use of technology. Lastly, you'll hear about Cygnos, the company using AI coupled with continuous glucose monitoring devices, or CGM devices, to help people manage a healthy weight. They just announced a $20 million Series B led by Cheyenne Ventures and GV, or Google Ventures, with additional investments from Dexcom and Samsung. Another great mix of startups on the docket for this week's dose. Let's settle in and get into the breakdown. Here we go. This is VenturePill, your weekly dose of startups and venture capital. We break down recent startups in the news and interview founders and investors to help you stay informed in the evolving world of venture. All right, leading things off for this week's dose, we have Austin-based Zealous Analytics, which just announced the completion of the first tranche of their Series A in a $3.6 million funding round from Redbird Capital Partners, GameTime Capital, Teamworthy Ventures, 35V, and Billy Bean, the manager of the Oakland A's in their famous Moneyball era. Mm -hmm. The startup is known for its advanced data and analytics platform that evaluates, predicts, and improves player and team performance. And the company provides data-driven tools to help its partner teams compete and win through league-leading sports intelligence. Sports intelligence. That's pretty I cool. I like the sound of that. Yeah. <laughs> we could not cover this one. To, to set the scene a little bit more, professional sports teams are really engaged currently in a billion-dollar arms race to squeeze wins and success out of data. Mm -hmm. We've seen the rise of that with what you mentioned you know, in movies like Moneyball and certainly just by watching sports, there's much more analytics and statistics and advanced statistics. Right. You even see Amazon Web Services providing data as well. Yeah. Like it's, it's really next gen NFL next, next gen, gen stats. stats. Exactly. Yeah. The infusion of data is everywhere these days. Yeah. And, you know, while early innovations in sports analytics largely relied on simple techniques, nowadays many teams are struggling to keep up and adapt to really just the massive amount of data that they have from different source sources and the challenges associated with that. Yeah, to reiterate, I think using the Moneyball analogy, for, for instance, the Oakland A's were the first team to get on the data bandwagon or at least to leverage it to great success. Uh, but now, obviously, that became pretty widespread across sports. So as more data becomes available and every team's got a baseline level of data analytics within their uh, back office, the need to integrate complex data sources and find the next data-driven edge is w what Zealous Analytics is pushing to do here, and the demand is there within the sports mm -hmm. market. 
And so enter Zealous Analytics, a company founded by Doug Fearing, who's a former baseball analytics executive, and Luke Bourne, who worked on the analytics team for AS Roma, the Italian soccer club, as well as the Sacramento Kings. And so knowing with the Kings, as well as some of the teams that Doug Fearing worked on, I remember reading the Tampa Bay Rays, two teams that are very well known mm-hmm. for their advanced use of analytics within the sports realm, especially because they have smaller budgets than some of the mm-hmm. big market teams. And Zealous Analytics' mission is to build the world's leading sports intelligence platform and help teams across sports gather myriad data and put it to work. Yeah, pretty cool. I mean, I, I had the opportunity actually, might as well talk about it now, to take a really cool class at UT as part of the business school, an elective called Sports Analytics. And it was taught by Kirk Goldsberry, who works for ESPN, kind of made his name with research on LeBron James and and what he called sprawl ball. And he's sort of covered, been the leading analyst and reporter on covering the change in the NBA and, and basketball at large with the three-point shot. So we got to learn straight from the horse's mouth about the rise of sports. We had to read Moneyball as part of, you know, required reading. That was cool. So we went through the history of sports. We learned about it all. And it's it was really cool to just hear from him. He worked for the Spurs. He's been at ESPN for quite a bit now, still teaching the class. That's uh, awesome. And I imagine since this is an Austin-based company, they they have to have connected with him over at the university in some way. And maybe Kirk should should have these guys come in and speak to the class. Um, yeah, we could facilitate that intro. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. Oh, it'd be so cool to have Kirk on and and get the the founders on and do an interview with them. I mean, we would just be salivating like oh my god that would be so cool (laughs) all right let's do it all right (laughs) but anyway to back back to zealous so they work with analytics groups across a variety of sports to help them connect various data sources and build models with the goal of making better decisions and these decisions range you know beyond just like what what you may typically think of and and so i was surprised by a couple of these that we're going to list here player acquisition clearly you know noted in the Moneyball movie or if you Mm -hmm. read the book on-field decision-making as well. Injury prevention, I think that was a surprise, like getting into more like health and medicine and training. Optimizing player and team performance, clearly, and then, uh, you know, all the other factors. I think that injury prevention one was pretty interesting as well. Yeah, no, agreed. And all of those criteria that you just listed have so much application across every major sport in the world, right? Mm -hmm. Injury prevention, decision-making, optimizing performance. Load management. Exactly. Yeah, no, I mean, with load management, which is a pretty particular to the NBA thing where they're resting star players to keep them fresh. Mm -hmm. And obviously in the NFL, all the injuries, concussions, training all week, uh, really the applications for this data goes to the At the end of the day, Players are assets for big business, and they need to figure out how to optimize those assets. Exactly. It's, I mean, it's true. It's math. Yeah. All math. And one differentiator we wanted to highlight here, because as we've mentioned, this data push, data and analytics push within sports has been so widespread. So there are many competitors in the space, but unlike the others, Zealous doesn't care where the data comes from, as the platform has the capability to pull data across various sources and process it to make data-driven decisions something which can be extremely cumbersome if you have to merge all that data into one platform Mm -hmm. and the infrastructure isn't as robust. And so for now, the company is making their money working with six teams across major sports, including baseball, basketball, hockey, football, cricket, and soccer. Hmm. Pretty cool to see cricket in the mix there, but certainly a major sport. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it like with the 
with the rise of analytics and, and a focus on it, not every sports organization has the money or, you know, to invest in a giant team and whatever else is required. So I'm sure that's where they're really looking to play is maybe not with the giant, you know, the LA Lakers or like the New York Yankees, like these big, big money teams, but some of the smaller teams that need an edge is what, what I imagine. I'm not, I'm not sure if they're, yeah. you know, I, maybe I, even smaller leagues too. Yeah. I, I imagine every team is using analytics again at some baseline level, but yeah, like those small market teams that need to pay extra close attention to their budget and really squeeze every drop of talent out of the money they spend. Mm -hmm. This is where a platform like this, that's providing you next level analytics really can help take you to the next tier. Yeah, for sure. So with the infusion of this capital, Zealous plans to start thinking about how to expand the vision to new arenas like college sports, even esports, as well as making the platform available directly to consumers as individual athletes. Yeah, pretty crazy. I'm surprised to see e college sports makes sense in my mm -hmm. mind, but esports and individual athletes, I think, are two exciting avenues to look into. Esports, it's like, yeah, <laughs> you know, how do you, is it, if you move the controller a certain way at a certain time. I don't know. I mean, you just get into the extreme strategy of whatever those sports are. Yeah, but uh, I mean, it, it does make sense. And like you said before, sports is essentially a business, right? And players are the assets. So mm. as we've seen the proliferation of data within the business space, and we've covered that at length with venture capital, it makes sense to see sports following suit. Yeah, and it probably lagged behind. It, just to give you a couple examples from the class, there were so many cool things we learned, but Kirk outlined really well, like, for example, in baseball, if you're not familiar, like a common statistic that people pay attention to is batting average. But that that's not a good proxy for success. Mm -hmm. It's really runs. And to get runs, you have to get on base. And so on base percentage, you start to get these better proxies. He kept talking about like he ingrained this in our brains, better proxies. And so that's what it ultimately comes down to in any business. You want to have really good growth, you know, and any sort of metrics or key performance indicators that are good proxies for the health of your business. The same thing. Good batting average is good, but does that translate to wins? which translates to championships, right? And so it's more like finding the right metrics to track. And so he, he would always even shit on like next-gen stats from Amazon. He's like, <laughs> these aren't next-gen stats. Like we can do much better. So I think there actually is a lot of opportunity to provide leagues, teams, college sports, like a lot of opportunity to provide some help in the really the next-gen stats. Yeah, agreed. And again, this is an Austin-based startup, so curious if the Longhorns will get involved. Maybe yeah. Austin FC would love to see some homegrown oh, yeah. analytics teams and sports teams joining forces to put Austin on the map even more. And to bring a pro sports team here. Yeah. I. Besides Austin I, FC. Yeah, I want yeah well, four major sports. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our next company of today's dose is Field Pulse, which just announced a $21 million Series B led by Fulcrum Equity Partners. The round also included participation from other current investors, Capri Ventures and Superseed Ventures, as well as other notable early angels. And Field Pulse is a field service management platform that helps residential service companies, like your local HVAC, for instance, plumbing or electrician businesses, better manage their operations and growth through the use of technology. And the platform, the platform helps small business owners in many areas, including scheduling and dispatching, job management, customer management, fleet tracking, invoicing, customer communication, just to name a few. There's plenty more as well. 
Yeah, it was crazy to look at their website and it's just like a never ending suite of features. Yeah. But that's what is common in this space. And so I'm actually pretty familiar with this in my work, in my early work at Interplay Learning, which is, for those of you who don't know, I work as a Series B tech company that provides training for those same types of businesses. So we're not, we're not competitors. In fact, our CEO had me working on a project to figure out if there were companies in the adjacent in, same industry serving the same customers to, to reach those customers together and through sort of affiliate partnerships and such. I came across this industry and really what I found was that it's largely been dominated by the big dog in the space, Service Titan. If you're in the industry, you've, you know who Service Titan is. They've got the biggest booth at the trade shows, <laughs> all this extravagant stuff there. I think they're a unicorn. It was unclear their valuation as of today, but they're, they're a big player in the space. And there's other, there were a lot of other small and medium players, but I actually did not come across Field Pulse. This was probably four years ago almost, or just about four years ago. And so it seems that they've actually grown and and had some success in recent months and years. You know, for context, Interplay raised a, a very similarly sized round, slightly smaller last year. And so it was just cool to, to see, you know, another Texas-based company serving the same industry with an innovative solution. Yeah, exactly. Always great to see innovation in the space. And from what we can tell, Field Pulse's differentiator is their focus on product innovation as well as best-in-class customer service. Mm -hmm. And they plan on using this funding to double down on those two areas for sure, since these small businesses are extremely prone to churn. And yeah. as you mentioned, there's a lot of competition, small, medium, and large. For investors to ultimately earn a return on their investment, though, Field Pulse will have to prove their product can withstand the challenges of small, medium business customer retention through their customer service and superior product. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an area that we've struggled with at Interplay is finding a way to, because it's, it's really within the industry, it's a lot of small businesses owned by, you know, husband-wife duo or family business. Maybe they've grown it, but these are businesses that, you know, are, are I think the the large majority of them are probably under $5 million in sales. Mm -hmm. I'd be interested to see the exact numbers, but if you look at the distribution, it's a lot of small, medium businesses, just, you know, your local Bob's HVAC, whatever it is. And and so these these folks, you know, they, they're cutting costs. They, they they jump around. You know, maybe they're going out of business here and there. It's a tough it's a tough world out there. And I mean, that's what Field Pulse is trying to do is help these business owners. But it also means that for them to continue to renew is is hard to right. hard to maintain. And so not necessarily a super exciting technology here or like a brand new novel idea like we've covered often in the past, but mm -hmm. I think it was one that we wanted to cover because it's a typically overlooked industry. And if you're interested in like learning a little bit more, Doug, Doug, my CEO, we interviewed him in episode 57. He, he broke it down pretty nicely if I'm, if I'm recalling at least a couple points in that interview. It's a cool intersection of technology meets an archaic industry, right. helping these small business owners. I think it's awesome, and it'll be interesting to see if they can eat away at that service titan market share. Right, and like you said, it's not exactly a brand new idea, but it also, you know, on the flip side of that, it's also ripe for disruption. Mm -hmm. And you've mentioned a couple facets within the industry that are, you know, clearly pain points. Yeah. And Field Pulse is trying to address those, kind of be the differentiator here. Yeah, I think that superior customer service, while that might not be the most scalable, sometimes you got to do the dirty work, mm -hmm. right? I mean, we've heard that advice from several founders we've interviewed on, on the pill here. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, you got to do things that don't scale to, to earn the trust, respect of your customers. And then I'm sure they're figuring out ways with the technology to better serve people with, with AI, I'm sure, and customer service. But ultimately, that's what's going to earn their business over jumping to go to another competitor in a, in a space like that. So it'll be interesting to see how they can scale that with its money now. They're probably going to try to double in size and see how much they can scale that. So a cool company out of Dallas, big round, honestly, I'll be curious to keep tabs on this. You know, I, maybe me more than you since I'm kind of <laughs> in that world, but certainly a company we wanted to mix it up with for, for this week's dose. Yeah, not so fast, partner. I'm, I'm interested as well. Okay, Another all right. Texas-based venture capital startup. What's not to love? Absolutely. <laughs> okay, our third and final company of this week's dose is Signos, which just raised $20 million to take on the weight loss industry with a unique AI approach. And a good cap table here. This round was led by Cheyenne Ventures as well as Google Ventures or GV with additional investments from Dexcom Ventures and Samsung. And Dexcom, if you're not aware, is within sort of within the space that we're about to get into. So Yeah, no, certainly a stacked cap table there. And in a nutshell, Cygnos uses AI coupled with continuous glucose monitoring, CGM for short, devices to help people manage and maintain a healthy weight. We're all aware of the rise in obesity, especially in America, over the last 100 years or so. And it certainly doesn't seem to be slowing down no. anytime soon, unfortunately. According to the article that we'll link in the show notes, there will be an estimated 1 billion people with diabetes oh. by 2050, which is oh my God. an alarming and shocking stat. And But unfortunately, based off the trends we have seen and we've covered a couple other startups within the space, that is, it's believable. It's believable and unbelievable at the same time. <laughs> like, oh my God, that, there's 8 billion people on Earth. I mean, I don't know what the population yeah, like estimate 20. is because it should be 10 billion. Still. More than 10% of the entire world population. Like yeah. that, That's ridiculous. And, and I know a much higher percentage here in America. A big problem. You know, we all, we all know that. So a lot of room to... Uh, innovate. You, yeah, innovate. Um, venture capital to the rescue, right? And so... A little bit more on what Cygnos provides. You you get a CGM device and a subscription uh, to use that uh, with the with the app and the service that they provide. And so it's similar to like Whoop, if you're familiar with that, um, which is a fitness tracker that you wear. It's a device that you don't actually purchase, but you purchase the subscription. So it reminded me of that. And this one is a little bit more expensive than Whoop. Um, it, it's a cost that ranges from $450 at the highest for a single month but they're going to incentivize you to go with the six-month option, which is $143 a month when we check the website. That's a six-month plan, so they want to lock you in for that half year and ultimately is a, another software subscription company, but with a, with a hardware element as well. Yeah, definitely a little bit pricey, but that being said, if you budget it within the same bucket as a personal trainer or health coach or nutritionist, nutritionist yeah. this kind of seems like a one-stop shop for all of those and can certainly be justified. Mm -hmm. And we're going to break down what comes with the subscription. So you get a variety of features, including AI-powered weight loss insights, best-in-class CGM with real-time data, mm -hmm. a personalized health curriculum, as well as Apple Watch integration, which is convenient. And as I mentioned, there's an in-app nutritionist, which again, could maybe allocate money that you're spending on a nutritionist yeah. and a personal trainer, combine it all into Cygnos' subscription. 
I think so. I mean, you just justified the cost for them. They got to they got to sign you up to the sales <laughs> team right away. Venturepill uh, slash or signos.com backslash venturepill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not affiliated with them <laughs> yet. Yeah, and so they're a little bit more on their technology. It's it's special because it takes your eating habits and your specific body and recommends a personalized plan using that data as opposed to many competing weight loss solutions that are usually one size fits all approaches and therefore are rarely more than mm-hmm. temporarily effective. This app also tells you specifically when you should exercise according to glucose spikes and what foods, therefore, to stay away from to avoid those very spikes. Right. So a next level personalized approach to your health. We did want to mention, while this sounds like an awesome solution, it does not come without its downfalls and challenges like everything in this life. Mm-hmm. But some of those we, we were able to glean include high cost CGM device, as we mentioned, relatively pricey as well as a learning curve slash general aversion to CGM devices at large, like wearing those might not be the most comfortable, Mm -hmm. they're pricking you. Additionally, the platform requires the user to do a lot of manual logging of food and exercise, so not necessarily as integrated as one might hope. Mm -hmm. That being said, a lot can change for the better over time, so high cost, you know, if Moore's Law is any indication, Mm -hmm. maybe the price of this will go down over time as well as maybe the manual logging can be integrated into your Apple Watch, like your Apple Watch knows when you're working out. Mm-hmm. So, Right. And, and yeah, and it goes along with like this idea I've been toying around with a little bit recently it is like some sort of way to leverage an AR glasses or something. Because really that's the main pain with a solution like this is you have to log your food. And like that's just... That's not fun. Yeah. Like nobody wants to do that. It's nobody has time during the day. I think that's a big hurdle for them. And so I was like thinking like, are there someday going to be AR glasses that integrate with your CGM Mm -hmm. that it just knows what you eat and it can tell you all the calories and the nutrients that you've eaten just by the glasses that you're wearing? I think so. How cool would that be? (laughs) I would love that. That'd be awesome. Totally agreed. I mean, counting calories, general good health practice, but as you mentioned, pretty much impossible to do over the course of a day. You're taking bites here and there. You get a meal from a restaurant. Like it's, it's hard to really keep track of. So I, I like where your head's at with this. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it also like maybe with technologies like Neuralink mm-hmm. and like brain interfaces, like maybe even <laughs> just hacking into the brain. Like it's crazy to think <laughs> about how technology continues to get more and more integrated with our bodies. You have the cell phone, uh, you have you know music in your ears. You have the CGM. You have your fitness trackers on your on your watch. Right. The um, AR goggles from Apple coming soon. Yeah, it's like it's getting more and more integrated with with our daily life and on our bodies. Like, yeah, it's pretty crazy. So who knows? Ten years from now, maybe that you know logging food will be a thing of the past. But mm-hmm. for now, that is a hurdle they'll have to overcome. In addition to what you mentioned, I think it's important to uh, reemphasize that with Dexcom on the cap table, Samsung as well, you know, they're, they're partnered with the best in the industry mm-hmm. to bring down the cost of these devices. And ultimately, there's some other technology that doesn't require pricking. So it, it's getting a lot better. And, and you know, it's going to require like any anything worth doing in life is it requires a little bit of work. You can't <laughs> you can't just flip a switch, snap your fingers, and you lose weight. You're going to have to do something. And it includes exercising, logging your food, being purposeful and thoughtful about it. So you yeah. can't really get around it, but who knows where, where the future will lead. Yeah, definitely a great indicator to see those strategic partnerships you mentioned and for them to take part in this $20 million raise, pretty substantial raise and obviously a vote of confidence 
from people like Dexcom who understand CGM tracking and Samsung who understand wearables and tech. Mm -hmm. So I think a, all in all, a good sign or all, all signs are pointing up for Cygnos. Yeah, Google as well. Right. I mean, you don't know what Google's working on with AR. I think they ditched the Google glasses, but you just never know. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it's cool to see all those companies come together and invest in a, in a startup like this. I don't know if it's something I, I'll try. I've tried different programs in the past. We covered Future at one point, which is like a virtual personal trainer, mm -hmm. other companies in the space. But I think you and I both like are drawn to the health, fitness, tech space. So th this will be totally. a really cool Wearables. one. Yeah, absolutely. A cool one to, to keep our eye out for. Agreed. All right. Well, I think that wraps up this week's dose. A great trio. We've got some interviews coming up here. Maybe the next few weeks. An mm -hmm. exciting one. We're about to do an off-site interview. Our first. Our second. Our second. Shit. Second after, <laughs> yeah, after Doug, after Doug Donovan when we did our first in-person interview. This one will be a good one. I, I have a good feeling about it, and uh, we're, we'll be excited to show that one, especially on video. So if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube, mm -hmm. checked us out on any of the short-form video platforms besides YouTube, like Instagram, TikTok, or if you listen on Spotify, you can... You can watch us on Spotify, too. That one will be a good one to, to check out and just see our beautiful faces. Totally. And as always, thank you all for listening. And please share the episode and our social posts to help spread the good word about all the innovative awesomeness going oh, yeah. on in the world of venture capital at large. And more specifically, the three companies we covered on this week's Dose. Dose 91, by the way. Mm. Incredible stuff. Yeah, we're, we're catching up to the Queen of England. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon? I mean, I don't, think, I don't think so. It's been like a year plus, right? Yeah, but we got listeners out there. Yeah, I know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Terribly sorry <laughs> for that comment. But it's been quite a ride, partner. And looking forward to the future of Venture Pill. And hope you all stay along for the ride with us. See you next week. Till next time. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another dose of startups and venture capital. And as always, we appreciate our pilgrims spreading the word about the show. Share with your friends and help someone else make the pilgrimage. See you next time. She told me that she only bumps my music when she's lonely. Thinks my vibe's a little low-key, okey-dokey, that's alright, but wait, I don't know how to do it.